Hello, this is Matt Holborn and it's the Jazz Violin Podcast. This is a solo episode where I am just giving some helpful advice about how to start playing jazz violin. I've had a really great response from the last episode I did where I was just chatting about what I think you could do if you wanted to get into playing jazz violin. So here's another one. Um, Moving on a little bit from the last episode, the last episode we chatted a little bit about just your very beginnings and the things that I think you as a violinist can do to first start working on that music, on this music, jazz. Um, I think the main thing I spoke about in that last episode was using your ears and starting to learn some melodies by ear, not worrying too much about learning any solos by ear um, to begin with, but to start learning some melodies by ear and to uh, just met people playing melodies, maybe Grappelli playing a melody, um, a jazz melody, uh, finding some, you know, your favorite jazz standard and just, just learning it, you know, learning to play it and uh, enjoying trying to learn to play exactly how uh, that other musician played it. Because the thing is, is the reason that we're doing that is because that's the beginning of what you're going to have to do um, throughout your uh, learning career. Is that a thing? Um, learning journey or whatever. Uh, you're going to have to start using your ears a lot more uh, than you might already do. And you're going to be using your ears to learn things. And you're going to be taking those things that you learn and storing them uh, in your head ready to play at uh, you know at any given time and that's sort of one of the things that a jazz musician does i know that classical musicians do that and i know that folk musicians do that but they do it in a slightly different way often um you know varying different ways but for the time being i think the main you know the first thing like i said you you take a melody that you love a jazz melody that you love being played by someone that you love they're playing some someone's playing that you love That wasn't a very good sentence, but I'm going to keep it in anyway. Um, You understand what I'm trying to say. And you learn it. You learn it and you uh, you get into the nitty gritty of it as well. You try and play exactly how that person played it. Anyway, the um, now the next steps that I think that you could take, um, there's two steps. So one of these steps that I'm talking about is to try and work on your understanding of form okay so form and uh, understanding uh, and being able to follow the form is super important um i know it's important as a well in a lot of you know in a lot of different styles of music but in jazz it really is important because we really we often we really are um playing within these forms and having to be really really open and um sort of to improvise within these forms, to be open and to be very creative with like within these forms, right? When I say form, I mean like the beginning and the end of sections um, and understanding what section you are at in a piece of music. And I think that, yeah, we as jazz musicians, we have to be really open and creative within these sort of, uh, within these sort of uh, frameworks, so to speak. So I think it's important that and it's something you know. I think something, and I think that it's very important that you, as a beginner jazz musician, need, should be spending a lot of time just just get you know getting used to that. And so I think that it's very very important that 
you as a new jazz musician should spend a bit of time getting used to that. And really, the way that I think that you can start with this, you know, that's it will come through time. It will just happen that you'll get understanding and uh, a good sense of form through, you know, just through practicing and through playing a lot. But I think the first thing you can do to, to get into this is just to do some active listening. So say, for example, you take this, um, say this melody that you've been working on, right? You've been working on playing it exactly how Grappelli played it or whatever. Um, what you need to do is you want to find the lead sheet for that. Now, the lead sheet is the, um, is, it's the, it's the melody of, uh, of, of the jazz standard and the chords. So you want to have something that at least has the, the melody and the chords. You can find that online. You can Google it, whatever. Uh, you get it in real books. I don't know if anyone really uses them any, as much anymore, but you can get them in, you know, in real books. Um, but, you know, find the lead sheet of the, uh, of the piece of music that you've been, you know, you've been working on. Say it's like All of Me or whatever. We probably all know that one. We might have heard that one. Say it's All of Me. What you want to do is you want to, do some active listening. You want to take that recording of Grappelli playing it and and listen to Grappelli playing it and look at the at that sheet, right? So you know, you the Grappelli will have played that melody, right? The Grappelli will have played that melody that that you can see in front of you, but it'll have played it in a very different way. It won't be exactly how you what you can see in front of you when you're looking at that lead sheet but you'll get the idea and that you know first of all that can really help you as a classical musician uh, getting into this because you know you you guys are often very visual in the way that you learn and play so i think it can be really helpful to to look at that music and do this active listening so you're going to look at that that lead sheet you're going to listen to Gobelli play it and once you get to the end of that melody well you'll notice that the music doesn't doesn't stop right and i I'm guessing that you know how this works, but just in case you don't, really what how a, a lot of these jazz uh, performances work is the uh, the musician plays the melody and then takes that same form that that melody is uh, written over and improvises with that form. So and and that form will probably happen, you know, six to ten times maybe or whatever. Yeah, depending on how long the how long it is and how many solos there are. But what I think it's important for you to do is to listen to that melody, look at that lead sheet, and then when that melody finishes, be able to follow that lead sheet, look at those chords. Now, you don't have to know what those chords mean at this point too much, but it's good for you to see the, uh, you know, see that piece of music progressing and to listen and to understand where you are and to feel where you are in that form and you looking at that lead sheet will really help you and you know what we want to do we're doing this because at some point we want to be able to play uh, or to to know where you are in the form without even without looking at that music you want to be completely open to to doing whatever within that form and uh and know where you are but not have to read it at all and i think that's something that people find really tough uh but I think it's just something that you need to get used to, right? You just need to get used to it. So active listening. This is just, it's a very simple thing. You don't have to do it loads. I just think it's something that you could do um, to really sort of to start you off, yeah, to start you off sort of learning 
what this piece of music is all about. Not worrying too much about what those chords are, but just looking at the melody, looking at those chords and being like, okay, I think I'm here, I think I'm here, and follow it all the way through um, a recording, you know, follow the, the recording all the way through, you know, just looking at where you are, knowing where you are, and yeah, and starting to get used to, the things, this is the thing, you start to get used to like where the end of sections lie and, and what happens and what the band are doing around the times around the end of sections and maybe what the soloist and how the soloist is playing near the end of sections or at the beginning of sections or you know because everything's really in four bar phrases as much as we try to be interesting with our phrasing music is most music that we listen to is in four bar phrases it's 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 a pleasing it's pleasing to the ear right and we just need to get used to you know what a jazz musician might do uh, what all the jazz musicians in that band might be doing to to sort of emphasize these sections or to or to even shroud these sections but the things that they're doing it's important to uh, to hear it and to spend a bit of time just thinking about that and and enjoying listening to it and sort of enjoying getting to the point where you sort of know where you are um, so that's one thing that I think, a very simple thing that I think you can do. And yeah, the, the outcome of that is is to start you just getting an idea of form. And it really, the idea of form is quite a, it's quite a strange concept. It's quite a hard one to describe, but I think it's important. It's about knowing where you are, right? But it's not always just about someone who's got a good sense of form in their playing. It's not just... You don't hear them and go, oh, that person knows where they are. It's not just that. It's also being able to shape your solo in a way that's sort of pleasing to uh, the listener and to make sort of nice music, yeah? You're not just see. you know, you don't want to be a musician who just sees a row of chords and says, this is a vehicle, I'm just going to rinse over this and it's a vehicle for me to improvise over. And yeah, because then, and without any sense of form, because that sense of form is what creates a sort of story in in your playing. So the sense of form is going to, in, uh, in you know, do a couple of things. It's going to give you a sense of, well, it's going to mean that you know where you are, so you don't get lost. That's the most important part. But it's also going to give you a um, a nice, uh, a nice um, musical way of improvising. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, and it feels a bit of a strange concept or a bit of an abstract concept, but Honestly, I think it's very important. So just enjoy uh, that process of listening to the piece of music that you're working on, looking through the chords and making sure you know where you are all the time, all the way through the performance. And, you know, when it ends, you're, you're at the right place in your head, yeah? So that's, that's where we're trying to get to. Okay, and then the next step, uh, a little simpler, um, but will take you a lot more time. It's uh, starting to, to transcribe some, some actual solos. So... Uh, and, and again, it can be quite hard to know where to start with this, but I do think, depending on what you're into, just start with something by Grappelli. I think it's a great a great start. You might not want to; that might not be the route that you want to go down in the long run. But I do think it's. I think it can be quite important to just see how people have played in the past, you know, and to spend a bit of time just looking at the history. Uh, and doing that via, you know, doing that via practice. Um, uh, and yeah, so, and I think one thing is important here is that you do this uh, taking down of this solo. We call it transcribing, even though we might not always write it out. 
Um, but I think it's important that you do this um, this this transcribing in a way that is the easiest for you. Okay, so take. But you know, with this in mind, um, it's important that we we know what the outcome is, what what outcome we're looking for. What we're looking for is for us to know this solo without having to have any 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 sort of uh any basically anything written down in front of us so we want to be able to learn this solo right we don't want to just be able to play it we want to be able to we want to learn it okay so the outcome at the end of this is to be able to learn a solo it's not to have it written out and it's not to have it you know to use it as a just as a technical exercise or whatever if you want to do if you want to go about this by writing it out as you're as you're learning or as you're working it out so say you know it takes a long time to work these things out especially at the beginning you might want to write it out that might be the way that you will take it in the best some people might tell you oh don't do that or do it like this you have to do it like this you can't do it like this blah 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 don't listen to them just you know just think hey what's my goal my goal is to learn this um off by heart how will I do this? How will I do this the quickest? And that's that's the way you want to go about it. It's not about following a set thing. It's about following a thing that, that makes sense to you. Um, but having said that, you know, you don't want to be, if you are going to write it out, I would say it's not helpful to write it out and then sit and learn it from from written, okay? To sit there and just look at it over and over again until you've until you until you think you've got it down because you you will it probably will take it will be difficult to do that i think if you're going to write it out just write it out just as a sort of prompt okay so you write it out so you've got it to remember it at some point you know to remember it when you come to the um when you i, I don't know yeah when you come to 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 practice it but you don't want to be sitting reading it um at, you know when you're when you're trying to learn it or when you're practicing it okay that's that is one thing i would say um but yeah i hope that's not i hope that makes sense i don't believe um in in a, any prescribed way of you of people learning i think people should learn things in the way that works for them but i do think that you should think about what your outcome is supposed to be and if your outcome is that you want to learn it by net you want to have this off by heart learning it and sitting and practicing it whilst looking at it is not going to help you do that um, or it will take a long it'll take longer so you're better to you know write it out if you want to write it out um but when you're practicing it you know put that paper away and 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 practice it with the music you know practice it listening to it over and over again i use um the there's a piece of software called transcribe which i think is a a great piece of software i can't remember who's who it's by but it's it's a great piece of software that can help you slow things down uh, and help you loop little sections very easily so that's one thing that i think is a is a helpful tool but yeah you know and, and in terms of what solo to practice or to learn um you know really go for something that you like uh I'll, but i can tell you the the one that i think that i first learned if I'm thinking about violin, jazz violin solos, and it's a classic, you'll probably know it. It's the minor swing, Stefan Grappelli playing minor swing with Django Reinhardt. Um, you know, I am just telling you the things that 
telling you from my perspective, I learned that when I was really young. My grandfather was a jazz musician and he, he showed me it. And I was like, okay, I've got to learn that. But um, yeah, I think it's a good one because it's not too tough. And it's got loads of cool little devices in it, lots of bluesiness in it. And yeah, it's just it's one of the, it's one of the great solos, one of the great violin solos. So I think it's worth it, worth checking it out. If it's not your bag, um, then I don't know. Then don't do that one. But if it is your bag, it's worth it. I think it's a it's a cool one to learn. So look, little recap. It's a simple little episode today. Little recap of these things. By the way, I do have a question someone sent me, uh, which I will I will be answering just in a couple of seconds. Um, but uh yeah to begin i just want to not to begin sorry we need to recap before i do that recap is um you know spend a bit of time looking through the piece of music that you've been working on um and and making sure you know where you are in the form when you're listening to somebody else playing it okay so that's that's it um that's the first thing i think that's a very helpful thing to do the second thing is start looking at learning a another solo by somebody else and you know this is it is i i haven't at this point said to you you know given you any uh tips on how to start improvising and i think that this is something that i am thinking about a lot it you don't have to be spending lots of time working on improvising to begin with if you're learning a new skill if you're learning a new um a new style of music then you've got to learn about that new style of music first that's the first thing you want to be doing and the way you do that is not always just by uh improvising improvising will you know learn just messing around and enjoying yourself improvising will do a lot of great things for you but that's it might not help you learn about uh jazz you know it might not be the only thing that will help you learn about jazz and i think that these things will will help you do that um you know that's my opinion what was i gonna say yeah so we've recapped yeah so we got the question let me just check it let me just find it okay here we go um i'm not gonna say your name because you didn't you didn't ask you, you i haven't asked you so i'm just gonna read this out um hi matt just wanted to let you know I enjoyed your most recent podcast. I'm just starting off exploring the jazz realm on viola, and it was really interesting to hear your take on that. A suggestion for a next episode, perhaps. I would be interested to hear your take on what to look for in a jazz violin teacher. Since most of us are schooled classically, in my experience, most violin teachers don't really know how to tackle this. Okay. It's a good question. Um, so, yes, I wouldn't expect your average violin teacher to be able to help you play jazz. Uh, I when I first started, oops, when I first started wanting to get into jazz, I did have a classical violin teacher, and they they were they they helped me or they they gave me some advice. But in general, yeah, it's not something that that um, that most violin teachers are going to be able to help you do. Uh, it really is about finding out who is in your area who plays, uh, who play, who plays. It's, it you know with jazz, um, there's just a lot. There's not as much of a uh, of a 
Uh, I don't know. Let me just what I try to say. It can be hard to find teachers, and I think the best thing that you can do is just find players that you that you like their playing and 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 try and get a lesson from them. Uh, so it's done in a slightly different way. Um, you might not, you know, look on your local directory or uh, yeah, the, the uh, any sort of you know these musicteachers.org or whatever. That's what we have in the UK. Um, and find anybody in your local area that, that is like, hi, I teach jazz violin. That is all I do. It's not generally going to be the case. You're going to have to just find musicians that you are interested in. And look, one thing is that you don't just have to speak to violinists. Now, it is so this is this is it, right? If, I don't know where you live, um, but if you live in a in a place that doesn't have any jazz violinists in it or anybody that you you sort of respect enough not respect but anybody who's playing you really you dig enough to want to to learn from them then it's then you will be better off looking for a a jazz musician who doesn't play violin um someone who plays any 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 instrument like guitar saxophone piano these are good examples you know find the person in the area you live who is the best jazz player or one of the best jazz players or one of the best jazz teachers so you might find you know there's jazz piano teachers they will be able to help you right yeah you they will totally be able to help you but i do think it's important to go for people who are playing rather than people who just teach i think that you've got to find someone who's playing you really really admire and who is doing it you know um because uh yeah because because i think that's that's how you that's how you want that's how you get good at something i really i really do think so it's about finding someone who's who's doing it um i don't know if that that's that's helpful um but that's how you know another thing right so say you don't have um anybody in your area who's a jazz violinist um what you you know the, the thing is is like we don't jazz isn't always isn't isn't learned in the same way that classical music is so like with classical music you might want to have a weekly lesson right if you're wanting to get good at playing playing just at playing your instrument you might want to have weekly weekly lessons where you know you you get set a task to um to to work on in your practice and that will you know further your technique and your musicality um but with jazz it's not always the, the case that we have to see someone every week so my point is that say there's no jazz violinists in your area that you can get regular lessons with um that doesn't matter because often you might just want sort of one lesson that gives you the the information and the things to to go back and practice on your own that's how jazz often works um depends if you, you know if you feel like those regular lessons are going to help you then then you know you need to find someone who will give you regular lessons so then yeah find find someone who uh, whose music, who's uh, playing, you really, you really admire, and see if they can give you regular lessons. But if not, um, you can wait until uh, your favorite musician is playing in an area close to you. So that's how I. This is how I'm just telling you how I did it. The first time I got a jazz violin lesson was by Tim Cliphouse. Um, I was 17, I think, and he was playing in. 
think he was playing in Scotland um, or in the UK, but he ha his bassist lives in Edinburgh, and that's where I used to live. So, yeah, when he was um, around for rehearsals or to go and play, he I, I basically got in contact with him and said, hey, can I get a lesson? And I got one lesson. Uh, lasted a couple of hours, and yeah, it was great. And then I didn't have another lesson with him for ages, you know, but it really helped me, um, and it really gave me a lot of encouragement, and it got, got me really excited because I was like, oh, this guy's so good, and, you know, he's like on tour and stuff and yeah it was great it really helped me get better i think it does lessons with tim um so yeah the, these those are the things so uh, recap on this um you know don't if you want to have regular lessons with somebody then don't worry too much about whether they're a violinist or not because what you know a lot of the stuff that you're going to get out of a jazz teacher is is work is is working on playing over chord changes okay um and that is that doesn't matter you don't have to be a violinist to teach somebody that um the but you know but you will want to get some lessons with violinists so if you can find out when the next time the next time someone is in your area and get a lesson with them um, or you can you know go and visit where you know where they live and get lessons with them in that way, it really depends where you live and who you are and you know what you've got going on. But um, I've done a mixture of all of these things. And uh, yeah, you know, like, for example, I still get lessons with Charlenberger, who's a great violinist. You might have heard him on the podcast whenever he's in the UK or if I'm, well, yeah, I've been trying to make it work out when I'm close to him, but that still hasn't happened. Um, but yeah, whenever he's in town, I'll get a lesson with him. He's a good friend and plays with my one of my good friends, um, so yeah, it, it, it works out quite easily, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Remember everyone's pretty approachable in this world. Cause well, I don't know why we just are, but yeah, we're all approachable jazz musicians. I think everyone generally just quite enjoys like giving lessons and, and a lot of the time, maybe I'm just talking about myself anyway. Hey, hopefully this was helpful. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, yeah. Uh, next episode will be an interview. Um, uh, I've got quite a cool one in the pipeline. Hopefully that works out in the new year. Have a great, um, have a great Christmas and stuff. You know, have a good time with your family. Don't worry too much about the violin. That's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. All right. Goodbye.